This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. This is Baseball Outside the Box with Peter Caliendo. Innovative thoughts from baseball's best coaching minds from around the world. Brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, former USA Baseball National Team coach, Peter Caliendo. Good morning, good afternoon, or it could be good night or good evening for you, wherever you are in the U.S. and around the world. And guess what? I'm your host, Pete Caliendo. Hey, thanks for joining us again today. Fantastic. We are so appreciative that you join us almost every day when we do a show. Remember, this is a show that loves to interview baseball's best coaching minds who love the challenge of status quo in the U.S. and all over the world. We've got great experts and love to bring them to you. Um, don't forget, before we begin, go to YouTube, Peter Caliendo, the big red button, boom, click it, subscribe, and that really helps us get the show out. So we'd really appreciate it. If you love the shows, there's over 100 of them already, um, please forward them to all your friends in baseball, whether it be coaches, players, or parents. And also, don't forget, the audio will go on Baseball Outside the Box. In case you cannot watch the video on YouTube, you can catch it in your car, watch you know, doing your lawn, walking your dogs, whatever it is, go to baseballoutsidethebox.com on the podcast and you will see the audio there. Click and also subscribe there. Thanks, folks. Appreciate it. And thanks for joining us today. Guess where we're heading? Beautiful country, Nairobi, Kenya, the city of Nairobi. We are going to be with the president of Kenyan Little League, the district administrator for Kenya Little League. Um, good friend. He's always on Facebook, all over social media, always promoting the game. And we're going to talk to him what they do in Kenya. There's a lot of talent in Kenya. So we're going to talk to him about the players, what he's developed, you know, what, he, what they're working on. Um, so let me welcome right now my good friend from Nairobi, Kenya, George. Listen to this great name, Kenyan Jewy. Did I say that right, George? Welcome. That's fine. This is Kenyan Jewy. <laughs> I love the name. Love the Thank name. Thank you. Welcome and thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm joining you from Nairobi. Uh, as you put it correctly, my name is George Mahinda in Nairobi, Kenya, the capital of Africa. Yes. And I was yes. there, George, on vacation one time, saw the beautiful country. I went to a Nairobi, went on a uh, safari. Uh, met the beautiful people there, went to Malindi, where all of a sudden everybody parla italiano, everybody was speaking Italian. So it was like, it was incredible. The people were so friendly. It just, a, it is a beautiful country, beautiful people. That's great. Yeah, Malindi is uh, an Italian city, yes. Yeah, so it was nice. Yeah. Well, it's George, small, small Italy. Yes, yeah, small Italy. A lot of Italians went there. They're still living there, um, living a great life. Um, Let's start, George, with your background a little bit and then how you got into baseball because you're so passionate about the game. Well, George Mahinda is a teacher by profession and a journalist, a science journalist at start. I did uh, education with specialization in botany zoology, taught for a while in Kenyan high schools, and then I uh, went back for my postgraduate in uh, mass communication. And ever since, I've been uh, more into communication and public relations. Uh, I'm also working in an NGO desk in Africa. Uh, and I'm a social entrepreneur. Excellent. Uh, in, 
I'm a social entrepreneur having won an award uh, which was uh, granted in New York 2009 on uh, my specialization on sustainable solid waste management. Congratulations. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad that we are here in New York shortly, actually, uh, for the UN General Assembly. Excellent. I love being there for that. Allow this time, even it was not for coffee. Excellent. And, and safe travels when you come to our country. And uh, here's the interesting area. Um, no wonder you're so good at communicating on social media for baseball in Kenya. Tell us a little bit about baseball in Kenya, how it started and where it's at right now. Well, I got into baseball through a mutual friend. I've always been interested in sports through, uh, through school. Uh, so eventually I landed on baseball, which is fairly new in Kenya, not well spread. Uh, that was in the late 90s, uh, when I was working at the University of Nairobi. And then from there, I got into the National Federation and allowed 2010. I started the Kenya Literal League, actually with help from uh, Uganda. Uganda, they had already started the Uganda Literal League. So we have good linkages with Uganda and um, they helped us start um, the Literal League in Kenya in 2010. I was trained, I've trained uh, in, uh, as a coach as an umpire and a scholar. And uh, I was actually trained initially, but by one great coach at uh, MLB and for a coach called uh, Pat Doyle. Yes, Pat Doyle. Pat, yes. shout, shout out to Pat Doyle. Pat Doyle is one of our board of directors with the International Sports Group, ISG Baseball. We travel the world working with coaches. Pat is one of our board of directors. He has been to Kenya, but he also trained me in Uganda, actually yes. twice. Yes. You could not you could not train with a better person. Oh yeah, that's true. He's so a great now, coach and great great mentor. Yes, great mentor, agree. Um so now um Uganda baseball, how is it or excuse me, uh Kenyan baseball, how is it set up? Uh like are there so many teams in the, in the city or where are the teams located? When do they play? Kenya Literal League, when we started at the Literal League and we were affiliated to Literal League Baseball in the U.S., Williamsport, uh, we started in a county called uh, Meru. And we spread the game there. And you remember in 2014, as we played uh, Literal League, we managed to also team up and organize for the first World Cup. Yes. Qualifiers for Africa in Meru in 2014. So Meru is right ahead in terms of literally baseball. But then we have spread to many other counties across the, the country, including Nairobi. Nairobi, we are especially doing quite well in the slums. Uh, slums like Korogosho, Kibera, Kawangoware, and we have quite a number of teams, actually about 20. It's a program that's started sometimes last year. This program was uh, started with the help with, uh, of uh, uh, a group from Washington, D.C. area, uh, Lemo Thomas, Lemo Thomas of uh, Montgomery Literal League. He also comes with a team from uh, the Nationals, the Washington Nationals. Nice. So we've been recruited. We are actually part of the Nats. Nice. 
And yeah, these are champions, yeah. The yes, the, the of course the world champions. The matter of fact, the general manager is Chicago <laughs> guy here, Mike Rizzo. Um, grew up in Chicago um, and has done a fantastic job, the general manager of the Nationals. Uh, these organizations, because these kids come, like you said, from tough areas where they, the organizations send equipment because you need equipment to play. And then what about the fields must be very rough in certain areas there? Actually, our biggest challenge in Kenya is equipment. Because uh, you find we don't have anybody stocking the equipment in Kenya, so you cannot walk anywhere and patch it. So what we do is we made a lot of friends out there, mm. especially in the U.S. And uh, what we do is that we, we, have a, we have some very good friends who collect equipment there, use equipment, and then they send us to Kenya. Quite a number of them. Excellent. Well, well, George, what, what we will do on Baseball Outside the Box, you're going to send me the contact information of those people, and then I'm going to put it on our show notes and tell people that they can send them equipment um, so that way they, people can keep giving them equipment to send to you. Yes, that would be great. We're also grateful that the U.S. Embassy is granting us some uh, some support that enables us to bring coaches on an annual basis to Kenya. Yes. From U.S. Yes, and I hope to be one of those coaches soon. I'm oh, looking yes. forward. You can join the team, yes. I'm looking forward to it. George, oh, what, yes. do, what, do, what, what do you do to get kids to play the game? What do you, how do you get kids to play the game? What we are doing is that we are going through the schools. We are working closely with the Ministry of Education here in Kenya. So you find education in Kenya is um, actually free and compulsory. So mm. all the kids from about age um, six are all in school. So what we do the easiest way is to walk into schools and uh, recruit from there. So we are working with schools across the country. So that becomes easy to recruit and even learn the program. But the trouble is like now where the schools are closed, we cannot continue. Mm. Yes. Now, what, so now there's no baseball right now. There is very little baseball. Only those who are playing uh, at home because we have a few that uh, play outside school in places like Mombasa and Nairobi. Yes. And I was in Mombasa and Nairobi, you know, and sometimes when kids play on their own, they could learn a lot um, by just doing themselves a little bit. Once, you know, everything opens and you begin to play, you're going to the schools to promote the sport. Now, baseball, as you know, is not a fast game. It's very slow at times. You have to wait for the pitcher. We have to wait for the hitter. What do you do when you go to the schools to make it fun for the kids so they think baseball is fun? Well, we are strictly following um, the Literal League baseball manual from uh, Williamsport. And you find one of the things we do really for, for the kids is fun. They should enjoy the game. Yes. So really, initially, it's not about competition. It's about recreation. It's about enjoying the game. It's about character development. So it's more mentorship. Yes, excellent. Love it. Love to hear it. And so have you seen 
an increase every year of people, of players, kids participating? Yes, the program is uh, expanding quite, uh, quite, quite fast, actually quite fast. That's why I'm saying we are already in the very many towns across Kenya because there is a lot of interest and kids really want to join. They enjoy, you know, kids enjoy new things. Yes. Yeah, they really enjoy that. I remember even in other countries, in Europe and other countries around the world, when you went to a school, I went, and when, when we show them baseball, because you're trying to hit a ball with a bat, they got all excited. It was a lot of, a lot of fun. They like hitting. Oh, yes, they do. Go ahead. In, in Kenya, um, interesting. Number one sport, is it soccer? Oh, well, let, let me say Kenya is known as a sports powerhouse in the world. But you know it in terms of, uh, in, in terms of the marathon, the long distance athletics. You know long Kenya distance, are champions yes. right from Boston through through U.S. in terms of the long distance. Yes. So athletics, athletics is number one. But then we also have number two is soccer. Soccer Excellent. is very popular here. And then we have other sports like Lagby, which are also fairly popular. And uh, cricket, at some point, was doing well. I'm happy it's picking up again. And uh, we are trying to push baseball also to be one of the leading sports. And a big advantage that you do have, I think, um, when you look at great athletes in the Olympics or all over the world, many of them come from areas where they train, but they don't have the best facilities. They don't have the best equipment. You know, they train through difficult times and it makes them better. Do you see that? Oh yeah, we have a natural talent. All we are doing is trying to hone that. So very soon I think we should be uh, the backbone of uh, even major league and the minor league baseball in terms of uh, uh, getting professionals into the game. Very soon, possibly in the next five, ten years. Yeah, and you have a lot of young people that are good athletes. They play maybe different sports, you know. They play soccer, they play baseball, they play at a young age. They're very good athletes. Yeah, they play all those sports at any one given time. You find naturally they'll start with things like soccer, even at home. Uh, but when they get to school now, they have the opportunity of all these other sports. So we have a very good and very wide pool to select from. You know, I compare it in some ways to Latin America, um, some other countries, because we always say in the U.S., sometimes when we train, we're too comfortable. The field's too nice, the equipment's too good, and we don't know sometimes how to train uncomfortable. Um, these kids play on different fields, maybe different baseballs, the gloves are different, the bats are different, um, but they just love the game and they get better because they're training with things that are uncomfortable. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You can imagine one, uh, the kids don't have individual bats, they don't have individual gloves, they don't have individual helmets, which means they have to keep on uh, shelling, exchanging from one to the other. And what that means is that they, you don't have the proper size to fit. So you find a kid using a very big glove or an adult. Uh, it could come off any time. 
You find the helmets will come off anytime as the kids do their business. So uh, I think that's an advantage, yes. We are also doing without them because the kids want to play. We even use our, we make our own wooden bats. Uh, uh, not too good, but uh, there we are. So as you say, we are, then the fuse also not flat. We normally use um, uh, soccer fuse, rugby fuse, and these fuses are also not normally even flat. They are not well graded a lot of times. So, uh, but I think as you put it, we don't have the best of facilities. We don't have the best in terms of equipment, but that is also possibly an advantage on its own. We have to take advantage of that. Absolutely. That teaches young kids how to adjust, how to adapt, how to, you know, don't make excuses, just get, you know, figure it out. Because I know, you know, going to Latin America, there's times, even in U.S., you go to a pitching mound, you know, and there's a big hole here and there's another hole there. Well, sometimes you have to learn how to throw, you know, it within that situation. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We, so, so it's actually quite adaptive. We have to be creative enough. Creativity is, actually becomes a necessity in this case. George, what's your biggest challenge in Kenya when it comes to baseball? Equipment uh, was one. What, what other challenges do you have in growing the game? Uh, of course, without equipment, it means like now we've trained a lot of coaches uh, through our program. But you find without equipment, it means that you cannot, uh, at times you have coaches, but they don't have the equipment to kick off. Uh, so that becomes quite a challenge because somebody is always on your, on your neck uh, trying to push you to get him all high equipment. Uh, beyond that, the other challenge is um, when you host competitions, you have to have competitions from one school to the other. Since the sport is not too well known, not too well supported, you find you have the question of finances. Mm. How do you move the kids from one place to, from point A to point B? Yet uh, they are not getting support from anybody. So you have to keep on struggling to ensure that is happening. But I'm happy at least with Kenya literally has been getting a lot of support from uh, the government in kind, mm. not, um, you may not get money per se, but we get a lot of support in kind and uh, the goodwill. And a lot of other people are also coming in. I like that. I like it. And now, yes, that can be a challenge. Now, they can play all year round? We kind of play almost all year round, but uh, mainly from January up to about September. It'd be interesting to know... Um, you know, the biggest challenge in coaching is understanding how to run a fun, organized, successful practice. Um, it's not easy. It's difficult. Um, what are some of the things you tell your coaches to try to make sure? Because young kids need to have fun also at practice. It cannot be boring. Um, so is that something you guys stress to your coaches to make sure that they're having fun, but also learning and getting better? Yes. The, uh, well, the, the lucky thing, most of the coaches that we train are teachers. Ah. And, the, and these teachers are people who have also done physical education. 
Yes. Uh, so as soon as they have the basics, they know what uh, the way you're supposed to generate land sports away even from baseball. So at least they know how to do that. And uh, even when you teach literally baseball coaching, at least is more about fun. It's more about enjoying. It's not about competition. When, and you know, a great point that you said, great advantage. I mean, Kenya, you have teachers teaching the game of baseball. That's outstanding because they have the educational background. When do you start to implement the competition aspect? Well, you know the interesting thing with kids, and I said we are mainly in schools, they're all, all, also into other sports like uh, soccer, rugby, and the less. So since they go for competitions in those other sports, they will quickly also demand to have competitions in, um, in, uh, in baseball, just like other sports. So as a group goes for soccer, they also want to go out for baseball. Mm. And, and you know, it's not just a question of going to compete, even those outings, even just going out to another school to compete, just the outing itself is good enough. So we have to have competitions all the time. But what you're trying to do is also have, especially those um, teams nearby, walk from one school to the other. We have uh, those friendlies all the time. George, I'm curious, under the age of 12, um, if you were to look at how many games you play in one year and how many practices you run in one year you know the average team what would those numbers look like well let me say the practices at times for those kids because they are those who want to be in baseball they don't want to be in any other sport you find some do practice every possibly up to three three times in a week mm. possibly some of them up to five which means yeah. they have good, some of them have good practice, but others are challenged because, as I said, we use the same fuels with soccer and the other, which means even the soccer season, we now are in a bit of trouble. But the schools are able to organize themselves to have uh, the practice on the side. You know, I love the multi-sport athlete under the age of 12, where kids play many sports. You talk soccer, they're learning how to move, their footwork really good. You talk rugby, you're talking about mental and physical toughness, being tough. Um, these, these different sports can teach many things, and I like that. What ages, how are the ages put in um, Kenya? Is it uh, 12 under, 15 under, 18 under? How does that work, the ages? Well, we follow the literally baseball kind of categories. You know they have clear-cut categories. For instance, we have the other 12, which is ideally age 10 to 12, 10, 11, 12. Then we have um, the, okay, that is the literal league. Then we have uh, the senior league and we have the junior league. So mm. we use those categories, but we also go beyond. You know, literal league has come down from age 18 to 16, but we are still somehow forced to go to beyond the literal league program. So that, um, you find today we also have um, uh, the literal league program within the universities. We have quite a number of universities playing within uh, our program, but, but we play within the age categories. The only thing we are trying to do right now is trying to go down the age, the age group, because we have middle age 
nine going upwards. But we are trying now to move to about age six as a matter of uh, priority. Age six, if they start, the younger they start, what type of games are, are, you, are you doing with like six-year-olds, seven-year-olds? No, we are barely starting because you find those age categories are basically supposed to be on T-ball. But uh, we are trying to see how to go about it. That is why we have been concentrating on the older kids of about age nine upwards. But, um, but even age six, age seven, we are still able to do a bit of, um, uh, a bit of, uh, we can still do without the table in this country. To, we, to a we, large extent, because we don't have them. We need to get you the Kenko light bats with yeah, with yes, the, yes, I with, agree with you. Yes, with, with the big barrel and the big ball, right? For six year olds, because boom, you can hit ball all day, lots of fun. That, that is true. We also use tennis balls, yes, the, the tennis balls and all that. And it doesn't need to be necessarily the actual baseball. And we will talk to our friends in Kinko, see if they can help send some equipment there, especially these because kids will enjoy it, they're very light and easy to swing. Yeah, those are good for the young ones. Yes, very good. Yeah, those are good for the young ones. What about the WBSC 5-on-5 five five, uh, Baseball 5? Have you started that? Have you looked at that? Well, personally, I have, but we've not kicked off. I know there is one or two, a, a few teams in Kenya and the Baseball 5. Yeah. Uh, it's a good way to go, but because it doesn't require much in terms of equipment, the yep. field is small. So it's a good way to kick off. Yeah, you bounce. But, uh, the ball. There are a few teams. There are a few teams is coming up. Yeah, folks, if you're not familiar with it, you bounce the ball, you hit it with your hand. There's, there's certain rules, but it's a lot of fun. I like to go from there to this and then progress. Yes. yes. Excellent. George, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go. Yeah, actually, baseball five is a good starting point, especially for the young ones. Because you don't need to worry about the equipment, you don't have to worry too much about the safety issues, injuries, and all that. Yes, a shout out to our friends, WBSC.org. Go to WBSC.org, check out the website, check out Baseball 5. They got a lot of things going on. I'm honored to be a technical commissioner there for over 20 years, traveling the world, working for the WBSC. Great organization. Um, listen, George. What's the future, what, what future plans does Kenya have to develop the sport? What other things will you be trying to do? Well, what we are trying to do, one, you know, the first thing we have been trying to promote the sport in terms of uh, making it known, spreading it out across the country so that we don't appear like we are leaving some behind. Uh, so it's now well spread out. Now we are going to the next stage. Uh, and the next stage is trying also to not just be uh, look at it from the recreation perspective, uh, from the fun factor, but also for some of the more serious kids, we are trying to get into uh, competitive mode, the, the, the more serious ones. In fact, this year, if it were not for COVID, we wanted to go to the Little League Baseball World Series in Poland, and we are ready for that this year in June. But unfortunately, COVID stopped us on our track. Yes. But we hope to get there next year. But we also have other competitions. At least locally, we are able to compete. We also 
normally go to Uganda. We normally have a program with Uganda. They come over, we go over for competitions with the kids. So that also helps. Now that we have Uganda playing, we have Tanzania also coming up quite well. You know, South Sudan has also started quite well and uh, Rwanda. So, so long as we have about five countries allowed us um, competing, that at least gives us uh, some advantage because we can organize uh, regional competitions allowed us. And also so, our, good, our good friends, Major League Baseball International, they uh, come out, they've done things in Kenya, right, to help promote the game, the sport. I know they, they're looking at more players um, all over Africa. Yes, we've been working closely with uh, WBSC. We've been working closely with uh, Major League Baseball. In fact, they've been here before. I remember when they had um, the Allied Camp, uh, the Allied Camp, which used to be in South Africa. Yeah. We've taken kids there well from about 2011 when the program started. And even from the Literal League program, we've taken two kids to South Africa for that competition. We've actually even had kids selected by some coaches from U.S. to come over, uh, Team League, to come over f uh, to connect cards, to, to play in the travel team. Unfortunately, that, yeah. time we missed, that time we missed uh, FISA. But now that we're working with the embassy, now it's uh, going to be easy when we are that. So we've had a, quite a lot of coaches from U.S. coming over to Kenya. A lot of friends, about 10 different groups coming to Kenya. And uh, as I've said, we've had some kids even um, selected to come and play in the travel team in the U.S. for, for a period. Yeah, and that's but that has not happened. But, that, but you know, in the future, that is very good because if you can get young kids that I, in, in Kenya, they speak English, right? Yeah, they do. Which is a big advantage. Now, if they can play in the summer for a team travel ball or maybe a high school. I have a good friend of yeah. mine has an international school in Maryland. Uh, Darian Seiler, very good baseball coach, high school. Maybe you can start getting some players into high school baseball and then college baseball because there, there's so much talent there that will be coming out of there. Yes, that is true. That is true. Uh, we actually need to look seriously in terms of um, exchange program. We've been having a serious exchange program with, with coaches. But it's time to have exchange program now for the kids because they want to come out there and play a game. I know your, your, your young ones also want to come down here and play a game. It's fun. Yes, agree, George. You're doing an outstanding job there. But listen, last words. Any last words about Kenyan baseball? Um, anything that you guys are working on or any advice? You know, what's interesting is a lot of countries can learn from each other in how to develop the sport. So anything else you have to help other countries develop the sport, uh, mention them now. Yes, it's true. Uh, as you said earlier, one of the things we lack a lot of things to play baseball the way it's played in the US. Uh, but that also gives us the advantage of being creative, innovative. And uh, we are not crying too much uh, for lacking those things. We are able to improvise and proceed with our game. I keep on saying even at times of COVID like now, uh, where we share most of our equipment, we are still trying to play without them. We don't need to, we can pitch on the side and have a tent uh, and have a net on the side 
Uh, we don't have uh, the cages, fine, but we can still do that on the side so that we, we are not butting the electric to others because we don't want to use the glass, we don't want to keep on changing the helmet. So especially now going forward post-COVID, we really need to uh, really improvise. Although the other thing we are trying to do right now is trying to uh, really have a serious collection campaign, equipment campaign in the U.S. Because we need to start giving the kids their own equipment. If we go and say a hundred, uh, a thousand helmets, a thousand glass, we're able to give a thousand kids the more serious ones so that they have the equipment are their own instead of having to switch that over. Now that COVID may not allow us to go that direction. We have talked with the embassy, with the U.S. embassy here in Nairobi, and they have been willing to bring us a 40-foot container, mm. uh, ship that from U.S. The trouble has been um, trying to collect that equipment. You know, 40-foot uh, is quite big. It's quite huge. So, And they don't want to bring in small, small consignments. Uh, so that is one of the campaigns that we actually want to roll out immediately, uh, collection. In fact, the challenge has been, if we are to collect uh, those huge consignments, wh where do we stop that? And you think possibly we may just need to either possibly use a cube or possibly purchase um, a container, uh, have possibly Peter put a container out in his yard, and then when it's filled up, we have it come to Kenya as our own, because that also becomes our good store. So yes. that's the, what you're thinking about. I am very familiar with the containers because uh, in the 90s, I filled a container um, here in Chicago that went to Europe. When I was the Belgium national team coach, I filled the whole container. The container was at my house and filled it. So we will be there to help you to figure out um, maybe, you know, what city the container will leave from and then maybe find a location where that container can be and then all the equipment can be sent to that container area. Yes. Fantastic. Yes, that Let is true. Last, that last is th very true. Otherwise, we are very grateful with our good friends like Angels and Bats, uh, who are in uh, that side of Wisconsin, uh, American friends of Kenya from Connecticut who normally bring us equipment. Uh, Connecticut, we also have uh, the Connecticut Literal League with uh, Team Lake and Brewer. Uh, from, from that side of Washington, we have uh, the Washington Nationals Youth Academy, uh, the Lower Montgomery Literal League, and many others like the baseball miracles and all those. We are yeah. happy that we have a lot of those friends. It's going to take all these organizations to work together to fill that container. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Last thing, George, this has been fantastic. One more thing. Uh, we all know baseball is a game where when you're young, there's a lot of failure. You miss a baseball, you strike out. Failure is not easy to deal with. Um, how, what, what do you see with the kids in Kenya when they fail? How do they deal with it? And how do the coaches help them deal with it? The coaches are teachers. Well, at first, uh, one of the coaches and uh, Lemon Thomas from uh, Washington 
keeps on reminding us that uh, baseball is a game of failures. You fail seven out of ten, so you have to find ways of dealing with that because a lot of times you fail to hit. Uh, so we deal with that. It's not the biggest. We let the kids know hitting light you have to have a lot of practice. And missing is really not a big issue. Practice, 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 and you get it. Love it. What a great way to end the show. Listen, practice, practice, practice. You heard it, folks. And we, some of the best countries in the world, some of the best teams, even in the U.S., they practice more than they play, um, especially at the young ages. And then later on, they change a little bit and they start playing more games than practice. But that's when you get older. Um, so keep doing that. Listen to George. George, my friend, it's an honor to have you on Baseball Outside the Box. What a great honor to have you on the show. So we are also grateful. We are grateful to be in your show, Peter. Thank you. And don't go anywhere. Stay right there. Listen, folks, that's George Kenyan Jui from, from Nairobi, Kenya. He is the director, president of Kenya Little League. What a great honor to have him on the show. Special thanks to George. Special thanks to our producer, Brian Crack with the Lineup Media Group. Go to lineupmediagroup.com. Check it out. Don't forget, please, last thing, go to YouTube. Peter Caliendo, big red button, subscribe, help us out, get the show out. We just got to keep getting that show out. We got over a hundred shows out there. Don't forget also the audio goes on baseballoutsidethebox.com. Caliendo Sports International heading to Cuba. If you're interested, two more players left to get. 16, 15, 14 year olds. We're competing in Cuba at Christmas break. Email me caliendo19 at gmail. And don't forget, you can email me caliendo19 at gmail.com anytime tell me what guests you want me to get on the show tell me a topic give me any advice i'm always open any way i can help so everybody stay safe god bless you all and we'll see you on the next show this has been baseball outside the box with peter caliendo listen online at baseballoutsidethebox.com and subscribe on itunes google play stitcher and all major podcast outlets Join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter. Get all of our podcasts now at lineupmedia.fm.